Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is the Metal Forge, and I'm your host, Mark Jackson. It is Friday, September 4th. And I'm on my way to Chesapeake Bay, Virginia, coming to you live here. Hell yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Just needed a vacation, you know. Hey, got to get out of the fucking house for a little bit. I know it's been a rough year and people are saying, hey, you shouldn't travel because of COVID and all that. And it's like, yeah, I, I understand. I agree with that. But, you know, I plan on staying away from mostly everybody when I'm going to uh, the Bay. Uh, and to Virginia Beach, I'm not going to be up in nobody's face or nothing. And if anybody's in mine, hey. I might just throw fists. No, not really. I'm, I'm not that bad. Just needed to get out for a little bit. Got a hell of a steal on an Airbnb out there. Looking forward to it. Going to hit up Chrysler Art Museum while I'm out there. So cool stuff. Cool stuff over the over the Labor Day week. And then I'm going to come back and visit my friend James Shane at White Rabbit Tattoo and Art in Frankfort, Kentucky and get some more work done while I'm there. So hell yeah. And then uh, we're actually playing. Overload is actually playing a show that following weekend on the 12th. It's going to be an awesome event. Uh, first vacation in like eight or ten years or some shit. So thank you all, you know, for tuning in. Shit. Enough about my my shit, my yakking. Uh, I have Night Cobra from Houston, Texas coming in the show today. And they've recently released an EP titled In Praise of the Shadow. And today they're setting up the pre-order for the vinyl copy. So get on nightcobra.bandcamp.com and order your copy today because they've already run two sets of cassette tapes. And the first pressing sold out in no time flat. If you want a copy of this on vinyl, you better get your ass in gear and buy it today. It's not going to last through the weekend, and if it does, I will be fucking surprised because it's it's damn awesome. So Christian Larson called in from the band, and he's a super rad fucking dude. So it's awesome. You know, he's a cool cat. 
talking about, you know, just Texas and shit like that and, and just being a musician and being an artist, you know. Hopefully you all dig the shows and continue to listen. I really enjoy having you all give me some comments, give me some feedback. It does help. But yeah, stay tuned for uh, Christian from Night Cobra. Stay tuned in the future. I'm going to be doing a little bit more giveaways and stuff like that uh, now that a few other sponsors have come through, so on and so forth. But yeah, hopefully you all dig it. Always, you can always check out uh, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, the website, Metal Forge Radio, branded all the way around. Patreon, Metal Forge Radio, Twitter, Metal Forge Radio, Instagram, Metal Forge Radio, Facebook, Metal Forge Radio. And speaking of the Facebook page, this past week, we surpassed 2,400 likes and follows on the page, which is super fucking awesome. Thank you all for uh, liking and sharing the page as much as you do. It makes me feel like I'm actually doing something right with my musical career where people are actually invested in it. Thank you so fucking much. And in the coming weeks, I've also going to have Vulture Thrust on the show from the band Overthrust from Botswana. Death Metal from Africa. Fucking awesome shit. Uh, I first found out about that band uh, back in like 2014 from like a CNN article. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Also coming on next week, I will have Trevor William Church from the band Haunt and Beastmaker on the show. Super rad dude as well. Fuck only looking up from here before i get into everything else you know thank you so much visit the links like share repost do anything you can to help it out because it's metal and it all fucking rules no matter what right so from the ep in praise of the shadow from night cobra this is escape from earth
All right, Metalheads, and I'm being joined on the line right now with Christian from Night Cobra from Houston, Texas. Christian, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm all right. Uh, it, it's kind of creeped up to get a little bit hotter here in the uh, Louisville, southern Indiana area. And I know that's nothing to you guys because, you know, you're in you're in Texas. It's always hot in Texas. It's extremely bad now, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. And so I guess, I guess my complaining about the heat is kind of like, well, you know, it could be much worse. We could be in Phoenix where it's even, even worse than Texas, I think, sometimes. Oh, man. <laughs> so tell everybody out there about Night Cobra. Uh, Night Cobra is kind of, let's see, like a punk heavy metal project me and my friends have been doing for a little while. It kind of, this recording was done six months ago and then it was supposed to come out around Hell's Heroes, except with everything going down, it kind of got pushed back. So I was kind of worried how it was going to be received after a while because it's been sitting so long, but everything seems to be going well. Definitely. And by the recording you are referring to in the praise of shadow, correct? Yes. Uh, which is a four song, uh, I guess that's an EP. Yeah, I think it'd be called an EP. Yeah, I mean, more songs than what what a typical single would be. So, and it looks like you've released it on cassette and are going back for a second print. Yeah, the first press sold out in two days, which was great. So I put up a pre-sale for another one, which is doing super well, and hopefully it'll be in. I think it's September. Hell yeah! Uh, and it looks like uh, on your Bandcamp page. I see some other stuff like uh, some merch, like you got a new trucker hat, uh, some patches, shirts. Uh, that's awesome. You even got face masks. <laughs> we got all sorts of stuff on there. Yeah, you do. It, it's awesome. I, I love the purple cassette for the for the first printing. Is are you going to do the same print over again, or are you going to try and change it up? The second one will be red. Cool. So it's kind of a you know kind of a little bit of a nod there to saying hey. You know, you got the purple uh, cassette. That's actually, you know, that was the first print. Yeah, I like to change it. I mean, is isn't anything like bands have done. I like to change it up every time it gets repressed to something different. I can relate to that. I've got a few albums that I've done that with personally, where we've changed the packaging type. Like we went from an actual jewel case to a like a sleeved case and change the the discard a little bit i I believe there's a fancy word for that i think it's reissue (laughs) (laughs) it it makes you feel like a huge rock star when you can reissue something (laughs) you're like it's back all right some of those things i wish never came back no i'm kidding i'm i'm just being a smart ass here Tell me about the band, because based on based on the pictures of what I see, it looks like there's is there only two of you? No, there's uh, there's uh, five people in the band. Thanks to COVID stuff as well, we don't have any band photos. We only play. We only had three shows okay. before everything got canceled, so we don't have a ton of photos. Okay, I can see that now, because uh, yeah. COVID has kind of ruined everything in the uh, in music, especially in um, independent music and such. Well, I think just like music across the board's kind of screwed thanks to it too. Yeah. Do you all, when it comes to the writing process, do you, are you all based all in Houston, uh, Houston slash uh, kind of familiar with it uh, surrounding areas? You know, Baytown, Crosby. All are y'all all around that same area, or do you have members in other cities and you just and you digital? digitally record stuff and send it to each other how do you do that uh everybody lives in houston so i think the furthest one is brandon lives probably like 30 minutes outside the city so we usually jam once a week 
usually writing goes down, like Bill and Brandon come up with a song and they bring it to practice and then we kind of work it out there, take all the ideas and kind of sort it out and see where it goes. Right on. Now, I assume you do have more than four songs, correct? Yeah, I mean, we're most of the way done writing full length. The whole reason we did the EP was just do a couple songs, get some music out there, so it's not getting a whole record together and getting out takes a lot longer time right? and more money. So getting something out there, so, you know, something to start with from the band is good so people can hear it, and especially, you know, you can't, if you don't live in Texas or can see us play or something like that, or most people actually like listen to bands on the internet over actually seeing them in the long run of people across the world. So when you do put out a full length, uh, how are you all going to try and do that? Are you going to, uh, is it going to be like cassettes, obviously, because I think you've done the cassettes with this and it's went really well. CD, that's pretty much a given. Digital is always given. Are you going to try to go with vinyl as well? Yeah, we're going to try to do vinyl for the EP, too. We're working on it right now, so hopefully something soon on that. I'm going to have to get but that. Definitely for the point. <laughs> you know, vinyl, where it seems like a, a big upfront cost for the, for the artist, if people can get behind it, it's one of those things where it's like it really pays off to have it because there's a lot of people that will only buy stuff on vinyl still to this day. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. Cassettes are just people say, like cassettes are people like cassettes and uh, they're cheap and you can do small runs of them. I mean, that's why we ended up going with cassette for the first thing to kind of see everything went. I could buy that. I love the uh I love the price of it. It's $6.66. <laughs> that, that's great. That's always awesome. <laughs> why music for you? I don't know, it's more like almost like why not, but it's everything I do is music, so I kind of forget that it is between band playing and bands, my job is like I book shows. Basically everything I do around my life revolves around music. Between booking shows, going to shows, playing shows, writing music, touring, stuff like that. I think for most of us who are musicians, it's that one constant that's always there. There's like few times I think in my life that I never, or I went for a while without working on new things or playing shows. It starts to get weird and you don't really know what's going on until you kind of figure out that you hadn't been doing anything musically for a while. Right. It's like, hey, well, it's because you haven't played guitar or something, written anything for what, whatever amount of time. Maybe you should, maybe I should do that. You know, I definitely mm-hmm. get, I definitely get exactly what you're saying. It feels like something's missing. So what inspires your music? Mm, all sorts of things. Well, it's a new band. Let's see, like a lot of, I don't know, fantasy books, science fiction, weird esoteric stuff. I don't know. It's all over the board. Right on. And then just good old, old fashioned rock and roll. Definitely. And out of uh, the collection of songs, uh, even including the EP and what has not been released, do you have a favorite song you've written out of all of that? Stuff we keep coming up with keeps getting better, so I don't technically have a favorite song. I guess like the last one we started working on, which is a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If you can impress yourself to keep doing what you're doing and you continue to get impressed with what you're doing, I think that's a an awesome creative flow. Do you assign working titles to your music? They're usually something along the lines of Slayer-sounding song, Iron Maiden song, stuff like that. <laughs> right on. Because uh, that's that's pretty common, uh, and I it's always one of those things where it's like, I, I sometimes want to hear like the craziest thing people somebody will say, and be like, well, it's fuck this, you know, and it's like, bam, right in, right in your face. It's like, hey, you know, that's pretty cool. Can you listen to your music without criticizing it? Usually after it comes out, yes, but before it comes out, no. Understandable. I think, and I think it's somewhere along the lines of 
if it's not out, you can change it. But after it's out, that's just what it is. Right. And so based on that rationale, is that a thing where once it's released, it's done? I mean, like anything musically, you could work on it forever if you just don't stop at some point. So yeah, I mean, once I feel like once the song comes out, the song's done. There's very rare times it's like, oh, let's revisit this. I mean, definitely. Uh, I know some people who have uh, continued writing on songs for for like four albums in a row, and it's like a, a gradual change in in one song or two songs, and it's like you've done that already. You've, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's like have you? It's like you've said what you've needed to say. You know why change it? I've always been that way as well. Where it's been like once it's done, it's done. Uh, whether it's a part in there I may not like a, a particular drum sound or a particular vocal line, but once it's out, it's done. I don't. Yeah, you just gotta let it go. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, done. I mean, I w- there's things that I would love to go back and possibly fix, but let's face it. I mean, I'm not selling a million albums to do it you know if i was selling a million albums i would definitely take the time and go in and fix something but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but even then i feel if you have too much time some stuff you know the simpler way might be the way to go and you can always overwork something into becoming something it shouldn't be right i agree with that too 100 percent. all right and we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes musicians rejoice Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. And there's three tiers. There's the Down and Dirty Dollar tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash metalforgeradio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. So on performing, you're a the, Night Cobra is a, a fresh band and everything. Like you said, you recorded that stuff about six months ago, put it out. You played three shows uh, as Night Cobra. But this is possibly um, a, a little bit of a whimsical question here. If you could, okay. so if you could play any concert from days gone past, what would it be? As far as a specific concert or somebody or just playing with someone or what do you mean? What I mean by that is a um like an Isle of Wight, a Woodstock, Day on the Green, uh Clash of the Titans, big, you know, Castle Donington shows, uh Walking Festival, these big elaborate shows that so many people have like cut their teeth and played before us. Is there any particular show that you're like, damn, I wish I would have played that. Um, I mean, especially in Europe, there's a lot of great festivals to play. I mean, there's the huge ones like walking and all the other stuff, but 
there's also a million other small vessels like beyond the gates or road burn and things like that they're i would say things i actually want to go to because most i listen to a lot of the bands are on them opposed to say something i mean i guess playing some giant festival like that's cool but most of the stuff i'm into is kind of seems to be like the smaller niche festival right on i could relate to that because it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand people you know it could be a hundred thousand people would be nice right well to me i think it, it it, yeah, it's a nice concept, but I think it kind of gets lost on the on the on the performer because looking out and seeing that many people, like I always look at the picture of that was taken from the stage from like Donington Festival nineteen eighty six or some something like that, it, or eighty five. It was before Master came out, and it's a picture from Metallica on stage, and you just see the sea of people, and it's like. That's awesome. I would look. That's bam. <laughs> Just to sit there and be like, I wish I was standing on that stage. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's just surreal. If you had to choose between writing and releasing music or playing shows, what would it be? If you were to ask me this maybe 10 years ago, I'd send a live, but now I feel more along the lines of uh, I like making new music and continually doing that. I mean, don't get me wrong, not playing shows, especially right now, is weird. And I'd like to be able to do both, but I don't feel you get stuck just playing the same songs over and over and over again. After, I mean, don't be wrong, for a while, it's fine. But then, you know, it starts going on a year or two of you playing the same set. It just kind of gets boring. Right. And I, I would think that as well. Uh, it kind of re- reminds me of like these bands that pretty much only play the same set, no matter what tour they're on. And I think Kiss is one of those bands that they don't really well, incorporate yeah. different music. They just—it's a little bit different. I feel like if you're Kiss, that uh, there's True. certain songs you need to play. Like no one wants to hear like, okay, we're gonna try all this stuff out. It's like you need to play all these songs. Everybody wants to hear all these songs. Everything's great. But that's also bands way later in their careers where people are paying a lot of money to go see a two-hour show. It's just load up two hours with something special and then, you know, the usual stuff. I can I can dig that answer. That Other than Night Cobra, I'm not too familiar with your touring or do you have a favorite city or venue you, you like to play in? The band, Trevi, that the Night Cobra used to be in this band called Venus Maximus. We did a bunch of touring for like the last decade. And I would have to say Chicago and Atlanta were my favorite spots. Right on. Uh, always had a good time. Shows were always great. Definitely. Just good shows. Any any other like local stuff you for the reason you like to go back or anything? It was just, I mean, in both places, we played a whole bunch of different clubs. And it just, I don't know, just I, we have friends in both cities, too. So I don't know if it was maybe a co- hanging out with some of our friends. We don't get to see that often, having a good time. But all the shows and the crowd response in both cities were always over the top. Awesome. That, that's and I like both cities a lot, so that always helps too. Right, right. Yeah, it's not like playing Jackson, Mississippi. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing wrong with Jackson, Mississippi. It's just that it's not Atlanta or Chicago or even a hometown show like in Houston. It's not the same. I get it. Then there's weird cities. I mean, there's this place in Tennessee called Johnson City. It's an hour north from Asheville. They have a club and they have a whole bunch of metal shows. And I played there, I think I played there three or four times. And most of the times we played there at a great time. And on the wall, there was everyone played this little place from Wolves of the Thrower and I Hate God. So it doesn't have to be the big city all the time. Right. That's true, too. So I do also like to ask some general questions because, you know, we're all people. We all, you know, we all have common interests. We all, whatever we like, you know. So do you have a favorite film? Um, I would 
probably have to say The Ninth Gate. I've seen it a million times. So if I have to choose a favorite film, I probably would have to go with that. Awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite food? I don't know if there's necessarily favorite food, but it's Tex- I'm from Texas, so Mexican food is definitely high on the list. Right. And it's pretty close to authentic, not going to lie. Uh, it's not like where I'm from where... Some people think Taco Bell is authentic Mexican food when it, when it's definitely not. <laughs> well, it's also different because it's Tex-Mex. So, I mean, even if I leave Texas, having Mexican food is rough. I get it. Yes, 100%. You know, you have a whole argument about California Mex versus Tex-Mex and whatever. Right. It's a whole different conversation. Yes, it is. You know, I did ask, I did put this on here to, uh, to ask, but you've kind of already answered it. And that's, you know, what is your preferred media type? Is it vinyl, CD, cassette, MP3, Zune? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I would say I, I have a ton of 1500 LPs, but I listen to them as much as I can. But then, you know, I would say besides that, most of the stuff I listen to is digital. Right on. And it's because of convenience, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can't take the turntable with me. I, I get it. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to take a real short break really fast. Hey, guys. Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. What is your greatest achievement? That's a hard one to answer. I'm assuming you mean musically. Uh, actually, you know, I left that open. That's, um, after a recent interview, someone had told me that their greatest achievement, other than the brotherhood that they share with their band, is their, their children being born. And that kind of made me think, you know, let's leave that open-ended, because it doesn't have to be about music. It's, you know, it's, you know, what's yours as, as a person? I don't know. I would say there's a tick particular incident that say is like the greatest thing I've ever done. I, I mean, I continually try to do better than I've done in the past. I mean, build off things you've done and there's a lot of stuff I'm really like happy or proud of, but I don't know if there's like a defining moment. Right on. I I get that. So before we go today, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? <laughs> I don't even know. The rest of the band because they're not on here, so there you go. Right, <laughs> it, it is a little bit harder when you know it's just you. I get it. <laughs> and how can people get a hold of you to listen uh, to buy albums, EPs, uh, merch? How can people do that? Uh, best way is on Bandcamp. And if you need to stay up for updates and things like that, it's either Facebook or Instagram. And it's nightcobra.bandcamp.com. That's where you can find. The In the Praise of the Shadow EP. Dude, I love the artwork on that. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Dude, who, did, uh, who did that? A friend of mine, Ben Tipton, even often. Because it's it's killer because it's like, there's so many bands that are going back to this, I don't want to say 70s look with the art, 
on certain things, but it it's definitely like it's like a dirty screen print kind of thing where you know you get uh, holes in in the art and it just looks vintage. I dig some of that. I feel like the one problem is I feel like a lot of people use the same artist and then everybody starts to look like they have the same thing. There is that as well. Uh, like the band Haunt, for example. They they have a, a similar art style to this, and my band, personally, has an, uh, a live album we just released with a similar art style. I think it's the, th- the happening thing these days, and it looks cool. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. Like, Trevor's stuff looks like great. Then, uh, Haunt has like a look to it. So, it, you know, I feel like when you see something from Haunt, you know it's Haunt because of the style. Right. So it's, it's essentially an extra band member at that point. That was a. Oh, yeah. You want people to be, you know, especially, I mean, back in the day, I feel like it was everybody's logo where, you know, if you write something in, uh, say, like Kiss or Metallica in the same lettering, people know what that came from. Oh, definitely. Uh, even to go as far as um, Iron Maiden and ACDC and stuff. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I get that. Uh, so the final question I have, and it's, this is a morbid question, I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. How would you like to die? Oh, no. I don't know if there's any preferred way to die. I mean, something interesting would be maybe getting eaten by a shark. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I mean, that that would definitely be, I don't know, that would kind of be scary, I would think. Unless it happened, like, bam, real quick. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be, like, dragged around. You just want to, you know, want to be done. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Christian, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. And before we go, it's, again, it's nightcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can get all of your stuff there. Uh, EP, shirt, hat, patch, mask, all the all the cool merch it's out today uh, and off of the ep what do you want me to play play chains of the beast chains of the beast here it comes
Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. 